morning cornerstone how's everybody doing don't worry you don't have to hear me the whole time i'm just up here for a little bit um want to welcome you here uh get a few quick announcements out of the way uh number one um there is no youth tonight uh there is the fourth of july parade and happy fourth of july by the way uh the parade will be going through here at seven fireworks start at 10 chris hennon chris hennis wanted me to make sure you guys know that uh <laughs> It'll be down at Feltz Park, or you can park pretty much anywhere on a high spot and see the fireworks here in town. Um, so other announcements. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that we are happy that uh, the community meal went well last week. Uh, we finally got to be back in person. Uh, everybody got to come down into the new Center 242 and have a meal down there. Um, and we obviously will continue doing that. And starting next month, um, we won't be doing takeout anymore. Everything will be all in person. Uh, so if you know anybody that comes to that, just, just let them know that. Um, and one more thing. I think I remembered everything for the announcements. Um, Praising in the Park is coming up very, very soon, just in a couple weeks. Uh, it's the 18th through the 21st. Yes. Hey, I remember the dates, too. Look at that. I didn't even write it down. Um, we do need some volunteers, more volunteers. Um, so if you have a heart for kids, or even if you don't, you just want to come out and have some fun, um, just come on out. Give us a hand. Uh, there's plenty to do uh, to, to make it all work. Uh, we usually have need around 100 volunteers, I think. Um, so I don't know where we're at now, but just sign up and then we'll have plenty. Um, as you can see, I am not uh, Mike Morris. I'm Eugene McCurdy. I'm one of the elders here at Cornerstone. Uh, if you don't already know me, Mike and Larry are already in uh, Nicaragua. They are on their way or, yeah, I think they're on their way to Managua at this point. Uh, they made it there safely all is well, all is good. Um, and so I kind of drew the short straw because I was going to be here. So I get to make sure everything's up and running. This morning was kind of crazy. It always happens every time Mike leaves. All the technical things that he knows how to do goes wrong. Um, so like even the live video, first service, it, sh it played the audio but not the video for the people watching online. Um, but we got that fixed, so second service will be better. Um, and also, uh, the exciting thing is that Don Gillette is actually the head of Because We Care Ministries, which is who runs uh, the ministry in Nicaragua that they're going to. Uh, he'll be here next week speaking. Uh, he definitely brings a word. Uh, he's an old school military guy, so he'll, he'll bring it and tell it how it is. I love hearing him speak. And unfortunately, I'll probably have to just watch it online because I won't be here next week. Um, I did throw it back on Mike because... <laughs> Uh, we went to youth camp last week, and I told him, I was like, I thought I was going to be able to preach a message, and I was like, I can't do it because I'm going to be wore out, tired, and I'm not going to have enough time to prepare. Um, so I pushed it back on him, and he, uh, we're going to watch a video later of his message. Um, but this, uh, the next couple weeks, this week and next week, uh, we are going to be talking about being on mission. Um, and there's many different ways to be on mission, um, both locally and internationally. You know, there's, there's lots of different things that we can um, be part of, things that we can do uh, to, to be the hands and feet of Christ, uh, which is what we're called to be. Um, it, you can see it all through Scripture. We are called to go out and to take the gospel everywhere we go. Um, and 
I was, I was praying last night, just, you know, something, a little bit, a little tidbit. I was like, Lord, I just need something to say that's inspiring or whatever. Um, and he just made me think of like a water drop. And a water drop, when you drop it in, or even throw a rock into a pond, right, you create ripples. And, and that's kind of how missions works, right, is that once that drop hits in the middle, then it can go out. And, and you know, we tell one person, the next person tells two people, and it just expands from there. Um, and that's, that's what we need to be doing as Christians is to be going out and spreading it so that then it can spread further and further and further and go on out to everywhere. And it could go beyond, you know, not just today or next week or next month, but for, for years and decades and centuries to come. You know, that, that's how the gospel has gone out for the past uh, 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, whatever it's actually been. Um, but this morning we are going to talk about a few different things. I'm going to have Jenny come up here in just a minute. Um, she's going to talk about uh, our, a little bit about our youth trip um, that we made and a little bit about um, youth missions in general. Um, I will say one thing that this worship is definitely a little more chill than what we had last week at youth camp. I had to check the decibels here because uh, it was about 70 here. And about there, Drew checked it on his phone, and it was between 105 and 110. So, you know, a little bit of difference going on, a little bit more bass, a uh, little bit more noise because they had 850 people in the room, and it was just, it was loud. Um, but anyway, I'm going to let Jenny tell you a little more about that. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to talk just a second. I'm not going to take too much time. Um, but like Eugene said, Mike and... Um, Larry left for Nicaragua yesterday morning at about 9 o'clock, so I got home about 5 o'clock on Friday, so we just kind of were in passing and then packed him up and sent him off. So um, anyway, y'all just pray that they have a good week and that they um, are able to. It's different because it's not a big team. Larry said as they were packing the truck, he's like, this is kind of sad. Like, it's just the two of us going. So normally we take, you know, 15, 20, 25 people to Nicaragua. But just pray that, you know, God will use them. And uh, Mike does some pastor teaching while he's there. So just pray that that God will um, just, you know, bring those pastors there to learn. And, and that, that makes a huge difference because then they go out and, and you know, shepherd their congregation. So um, anyway, like I said, we were at youth camp. Um, and I just wanted to take just a second to tell you why we do things like that and um, why Cornerstone considers our teenagers and our kids um, not just, you know, the future of the church, but part of the church right now. And um, if you walk in the cafe on the left side, right past the nursery door, you've probably seen there's 10 little signs there that have different core values of our church and missions of our church. So while we're talking about on mission, I thought I would just kind of highlight this one little little part um, and it's called, that one, that sign says opportunity. And it says, um, we value the next generation. So that's one of the core values here at Cornerstone is that we value the next generation. So I'm going to read um, to you Psalm 48, verses 12 through 14. It says, go around Zion, encircle it, count its towers, note its ramparts, tour its citadels, so that you can tell a future generation, this God, our God forever and ever, and he will always lead us. Um, And I just like that verse because God's reminding um, the Israelites that what they need to do is take note of everything around them for the purpose of spreading it on to the next generation. Um, because, you know, as morbid as it is, we're not going to be here forever. You know, we're getting older and older, and um, 
once once our generation is gone, the next generation coming up needs to be equipped and needs to be taught and needs to be shown how to follow God. And just like this verse said, they need to know that he will always lead us. So that's why as a church, we take youth ministry, kids ministry, all that very seriously. We want people... Um, in this church to be able to have the opportunity to pour into our teenagers and our kids and we want to be able to take those teenagers and kids and then send them out into the world to make a difference Um, so I just want to encourage you in that that as you see God's faithfulness around you just like the Israelites did remember those things and pass them down to your kids to kids your kids friends kids in this church kids in this community kids around the world because that's that's our job and that's how we are going to leave a legacy Um, so I just appreciate you guys being the kind of church that pours into um, youth ministry as far as, you know, encouraging leaders, um, encouraging our kids to serve, not getting mad when they knock holes in the wall or break things. Um, those, you know, sometimes you're a, a part of a church where something gets broken and it's always the youth's fault. You know, like, oh, it's those stupid teenagers, you know, tearing stuff up. And we're not like that here. Like, we want this building to be used. We want our kids to run and have fun. And, you know, that's what God's given it to us for. So I just appreciate you all giving of your time, of your tithes and those things just to make um, – just to be able that we can pour into those kids. So just thank you for that. I'm going to let Eugene have this mic back. All right, so we have uh, one more ministry that uh, we'd like to talk about that we uh, partner with. Um, Evan and Leah Hank, I believe I said their last name right, uh, are, are people that come here to Cornerstone uh, they've been involved here for a while. Um, they are uh, heavily involved in a ministry called Freedom Firm. And if you got your coffee this morning, there is a table set up back there um, for Freedom Firm. Um, and I'll talk about the jewelry in a minute. But um, a few years back, I don't even know how long it's been now, three or four years ago, uh, I was part of a, a mission team that went over uh, to India. And at first I was like, God, I, you know, too hot, too far. You know, I, I'm, I'm just, I didn't really want to, you know, do that. It just didn't seem like something that I want to do. Plus, I've heard a whole lot about Indian food, and me and hot food don't get along. Um, it's just one of those things. But um, God kind of opened the door and said, here, here's something I want you to do over there, because they asked me to, uh, to do a video over there um, so that they could use it kind of as a commercial for the ministry. And they said, you know, if I did that, it would help pay for my part on the trip. Or the money would go towards a group to, to discount the trip. And I was like, all right, Lord, you know, let's go. And, and we went, and that was a long trip. I've never been on an airplane that long. Um, went to, I think, through three or four different airports on the way over there. Um, but we got there, and it was, it was different, um, completely different than here. The driving was different. Uh, obviously, the languages were different. But there was a lot of people that did speak English. Um, it was crazy because if you're... Caucasian and go into India, you're just automatically famous. Um, I don't know what that is. It just is. Um, Because I literally had a guy come up to me in one of the airports, and he's like, can I take a selfie with you? I'm like, okay. And he took the picture and just walked off. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. And then we go into some of the villages. We had Brianna Lindbergh with us, who's like, I think she's like seven foot tall. So like, I don't know how tall she is. Everybody's tall to me. But, uh, you know, she would get surrounded by people you know, that she, they just thought she was a movie star or something. It was, it was hilarious, but it was great all at the same time. Um, but, uh, 
the cool part about being there, the reason that we went there was to work with girls that were rescued out of sex trafficking. Um, and I'm going to play a video here in just a minute uh, that goes more in detail about the Freedom Firm and really what they do, um, because it's, it's an amazing, amazing ministry. Um, they take groups over there, and what we did is we went in, there were six of us, uh, three guys, three girls, and we got to meet with about 25, 30 girls uh, that had been rescued out. They were in different homes in different areas. Some of them rode on a train, I think they said for like 40 hours to come to this camp, um, but it was, it was phenomenal. We got to um, go through the Book of Ruth with them. Um, we got to do crafts with them. We got to play games with them. Um, luckily, Heath was with us, and he knows a ton of camp games because he worked at Camp Dickinson. So, like, we were playing all these crazy games, and they had no clue what rock, paper, scissors was. And that was great because we played it for probably about 20 or 30 minutes, and they're just going around, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Or they were saying it in their language, I think. But, you know, they were, they were doing it. It was, it was hilarious, but it was, it was just so much fun to see them smiling because knowing, knowing where they came from, you know, what they come out of, and to see you know, what, what was going to happen in their lives. And that's, that's what Freedom Firm does for them is they take them out and not just rescue them and send them on their way, but they take them in and they walk them through the restoration of their life to give them a new trade. Um, and that, that's part of the, um, the table back there. There's jewelry back there and they, they let them make the jewelry and then they get the money. And if you look on the back, it's the coolest thing. They actually, it's their name. They write their name on the back of the jewelry package so you know who made that piece. Um, and it was just, it was really cool because I got to actually like purchase the jewelry directly from the girls that made it. And I knew that that money was going towards them to, you know, restore their life, to, to get it back in motion. So it's not, you know, obviously the more important part is the, you know, leading them to Jesus, but it's also, you know, being the hands and feet and, and showing them that they can live a life that's not underneath somebody else's hand. Uh, you know, a guy that, or, or lady, there was... <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stories. Um, I have a short video to play that kind of talks about that, um, gives a little bit more information about Freedom Firm, so sit back and take a look. Freedom Firm currently operates in 14 of the 29 states in India. We have six regional offices. We have impacted nine other states through our work. On February 5th, Freedom Firm sent a team of investigators to explore a brand new frontier, Telangana. There are approximately 50 women and a few children, anywhere from 15 to 45 years old, sitting outside of their houses, close to the road wearing bright, shiny clothing, playing with their children, and talking to their friends as they waited for customers who would pay them anywhere from 25 cents to a dollar for 15 to 20 minutes of sex. Child prostitution has been increasing in Telangana. Not only are minor girls sexually exploited in their own homes in villages in Telangana, but many minor girls have been brought from other small villages and towns and sold to brothels in Telangana. Some of these girls have been rescued and taken to a place of safety, but others are still trapped. 
With solid evidence like this, Freedom Firm will begin rescuing minor girls forced into prostitution in Telangana. Do you wonder what the other 12,765 villages hold? We do too. Support Freedom Firm as we chart new territories and find more girls to rescue. So that was one of a few videos that I've, I've been honored to help them uh, create. They send me, they'll send me clips. That one didn't have any in particular, but I've seen multiple clips that they've sent me over that are of the actual rescues um, of these girls that they're pulling out. Like there was one where it was in like a kitchen or something and on the side wall, you wouldn't even notice it to look at it. They found like a little hidden door that they opened and like four girls came out of this little tiny space. Um, but it's, it's an amazing work, and they do need help um, to, to continue that. Um, you can find out more what stuff on their website. They have um, even more, stuff, more jewelry and stuff than what's back there. Um, but if you want to help out, uh, it's $10 for each piece of jewelry that su suggests a donation. Um, if you want to give more, please do. Um, you know, it, it, goes, it goes definitely to a good place. Um, but that's... That's really all I have about that. If you have questions, you can ask me or when um, Evan and Leah come back from vacation, uh, I'm sure they could tell you even more about what goes on because I only know a small part of the details. So before we continue into the message, let's pray. Lord, just thank you for this morning. Thank you for just allowing us to be in your house, allowing us to have the, the freedoms that we have um, in this country. And um, I thank you that... Um, you bring us freedom, Lord, through salvation, through your son, Jesus, Lord. And we just, um, we thank you for allowing us to, to have that and to be blessed with that, Lord. And we just pray for the ones that um, don't have that physical freedom. Lord, I pray that you would send um, people in, send people in to um, rescue them, restore them, um, and, and point them directly back to you for um, just the, the healing that you can do in their lives, Lord. I pray that you would just be with us as we listen to the message this morning, um, that uh, we could just hear more about your word and what you've called us to do. We just love you in Christ's name. Amen. So we get to be together today here on July 4th, and I just had a few things I wanted to share with you today, and uh, so thankful for everybody pitching in and helping, and I know it's a little bit of a different service, but um, uh, hopefully uh, Larry and I are on the road traveling between Somatillo and, uh, and, and Managua. We uh, should, should be on the road right about now. Uh, and uh, I'm just glad that uh, through technology that we can still worship together. And that's really what we do each and every week. So uh, we titled this uh, little sermon series here, uh, On Mission. And, and so this week, next week, you'll get to hear a little bit about how, as a church, we're on mission for God. When I use the word mission, what do you think about? Uh, really, that's a word that, to me, uh, maybe it's just growing up uh, when we did. Uh, I think about mission impossible. I think about this is your mission. Will you choose to accept it? Uh, so I think of spies. I think of these like elite soldiers uh, joining on a mission to do something really cool. 
And I think we've allowed that kind of thinking to, to kind of infiltrate our, uh, our churches as well. So when we talk about being on mission, for many of us, we think about, oh, it's for the super special secret forces of Christian ministry. You've got your normal Christians. Uh, then you've got those that are in ministry, maybe doing like pastors and you've got your ministry leaders. But then it's like up here, you've got your missionaries, your people on mission. Now, here's the problem with that type of thinking. It's that we all are called to be on mission. And so if we're all on mission, um, it's, not just for the, it's not just the special forces of Christianity. And, and so we've got to learn how we're, we, we can be on mission wherever we are. And I want to just share with you a little bit about that this morning. Um, already this morning, you've got to hear uh, some, some pretty cool stories and testimonies. You've got to hear about Freedom Firm. You've got to hear from our youth ministry uh, about uh, some of the, the neat experiences they had last week at camp. Um, and and I just, I'm so thankful for a church that really does understand that church is not just what happens on Sunday morning. Uh, there's a verse I want to share with you this morning. It's Galatians 5.13. Um, and it's such an appropriate verse for us here on July 4th as we celebrate our freedom, uh, our freedom that we can gather together and have church and have our religious freedom, our First Amendment rights. Galatians 5.13 says this, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Man, what a great verse for us this morning. If we really want to focus in our freedom, uh, on our freedom, it's all about serving. It's all about being on mission. It's all about getting outside of our church and serving those around us. Um, and so why are we serving? Um, Rick Warren said this. He says, uh, if we're not careful, right, you'll end up serving for the wrong reasons. You'll try to earn the approval of others. You try to run away from your pain. You try to remedy your guilt. You try to impress God. Service motivated by these illegitimate reasons is bound to leave you burned out and bitter in the end. And I, when we start talking about how we serve and why we serve and, and, and really uh, what, how we live on mission, um, we've really got to get back to why we do it in the first place. It's all about Jesus. It just simply, it's all about Jesus. It's about telling as many people as we can about him. It's about honoring God. And so just two quick points for you today. One is our mission is to serve God by serving others. We serve God by serving others. What do I mean by that? Uh, just look at, at, at Jesus. When he came in Matthew 20, he says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus gave us the example of why and how we serve. It's not about us. And so we need that reminder. It's so easy to come into church and say, okay, what does the church offer for me? What type of children's ministry? What type of youth ministries? Uh, what can I learn? What can you do to make me happy? But that's not really what church is about, is it? Uh, hopefully we know that, that church is so much more than that. Church is all about 
finding our place in the body of Christ. We each have a purpose. We each have a function. We're all members of, of the same body. Uh, we have differing roles and differing gifts and differing abilities, but when we come together, we can accomplish so much. And so at Cornerstone, we really encourage you uh, to serve, and, and we can serve in a number of ways. We can serve locally. Uh, that's one way. Um, and so we've got a lot of local, we can serve um, in local ministries all over Galax and the Twin County areas. Uh, we've got uh, so many different local ministries that we support, uh, that we've got people serving on the board of directors. We've got people volunteering their time and effort. Uh, but that really is important to get involved locally. You can serve right here at Cornerstone. We have opportunities on Sunday morning. We have opportunities throughout the week ways that you can get plugged in and use your gifts. Uh, we have our community meal we just had last week. Man, what a, what a great kickoff and start to having our community meal in person. Uh, if you uh, missed it, uh, man, it, it was just so nice to be able to, to sit down at tables and talk with people. And I'm just really excited about how that's going to work continuing uh, to go forward. And uh, I'm just telling you already in July, our youth are going to be serving for our community meal and they're going to kind of do a youth takeover and I'm fixing barbecue. It's going to be really uh, a special time. We want to invite you to come and be part of that as well. Um, but our local missions is just such a, a part of who we are at Cornerstone. We really uh, want to leave, uh, uh, make a positive impact on this community. Uh, we don't want to be uh, just a another church in our community. We want to be the best church for the community. And we want to we want people to, to to look at Cornerstone and see how we're making a difference for the kingdom of God. So we've got local mi missions and ministries. We've got regional type things and uh, everything from disaster recovery that that we've sent teams to help on. And uh, you'll get to hear about some of our. Uh, other uh, ways that you can serve uh, around. In a couple weeks, you'll get to hear from Heath Snyder, who's one of our, uh, just our recent college graduates that's serving at Virginia Tech in Radford. And uh, you'll get to hear about his ministry. And we've got international min uh, ministry opportunities. You, you see uh, uh, Camden and, and Danny down in Mexico doing such a great job serving there. We see uh, you know, right now, uh, even though I'm, I filmed this in advance, uh, Larry and I hopefully are in Nicaragua. And so we'll, I'll be training pastors all week. Um, and so uh, we'll be doing that. We'll be going out to remote villages, uh, uh, really building those relationships that continue to, to cultivate those relationships we've built over the years. And so uh, that's exciting. And, and, and next week, uh, you'll get to, to hear from Don Gillette. Uh, Don's going to be joining us for church next week. So if you've never heard him speak, uh, he is our missionary friend from Nicaragua. Uh, you'll get to hear, he's going to be here at Cornerstone next week, and you'll get to, to hear a little bit more about his heart and his passion for mission. And so all this stuff, and you got to hear about Freedom Firm. Um, how incredible is it that we have, uh, you know, Evan and Leah right here as part of our Cornerstone family who served in India uh, with the Freedom Firm and rescuing girls from uh, sex trafficking and just incredible stuff that we have. Here's why I'm sharing all that. Uh, what we have been blessed with and what you see at Cornerstone, I, I really think it's unique. What you see 
is there are people serving in so many different ways. There are people that have found their passion. There are people that are on mission for God and they're doing different things. And it's not all through Cornerstone. Uh, you, you see people serving uh, again in our community around the world. And what you see is people that love God so much, they're going to serve God by serving others. Now, that's really so important. Um, and, and so our church is a community where you can do that. You can find your place and your, your passion to serve. And so that's part of our mission. We serve God by serving others. The second part, we, our mission is just simply telling others about Jesus. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, that Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. One of the things I love about youth camp for our teenagers is it teaches them uh, that church is so much more than Sunday morning. It's so much more than a worship experience. It's, it's all about uh, moving beyond and, and, and it's about equipping them to go and tell others about Jesus. Uh, Mark Batterson said this, he said, worship is bragging about God to God. I like that. That's what we do when we worship. But evangelism is bragging to others about God. And that's really all evangelism is. It's just simply telling others about God. It's about bragging on God. Here's what God's doing in my life. Let me tell you what I learned about God this week. Uh, I've been studying Matthew all week because that's what I'm going to be doing pastor training on. And let me just tell you, I love it when I dig into God's Word because I just see the Scripture come alive. And God is teaching me so much this week about the kingdom of God, about Jesus is the king, we're living in the kingdom, and and what's our role and responsibility? I'm just telling, I'm going to be talking about that all week long. Uh, and when we grow close to God, we can't help but share what we're learning. And so I want to encourage you. That's what evangelism simply is. Uh, just um, in closing today, um, I just want to challenge us. Are we living on mission for God? Are we really living in a way where we're, we're just, we're continually pointing people back to God and telling them this is who God is. Uh, you can do that in so many different ways, but it starts with you knowing who God is. And, and really when we understand who Jesus is and why he came, he came to rescue us from our sin. He came to, to connect us with God, to reconcile us with God. Um, Man, it, it changes everything about your life. Church is no longer just simply coming and, and hearing a motivational story or devotion. Church becomes a way where we can gather together each and every week to learn from one another, to be encouraged, uh, to find our place of passion and ministry and mission. And we can leave here on mission for God. You are the special forces. <laughs> I said that earlier, every single believer, you have a mission. Do you choose to accept it? Are you willing to, to count the cost and follow after Jesus and go where he sends you and do what he calls you to do? It can be right in your, uh, in your workplace. It can be in your school. It can be in your community. It can be in your family. But wherever it is, I want to challenge you that you would just simply uh, really find the ministry, the mission that God has placed upon your life. 
Uh, I'm going to invite Luke and Madison to come back up and close with a time of worship. And as they're coming up, I, I just want to ask you, do you know who Jesus is? Uh, have you, is Jesus your Lord and your Savior? Uh, is, are you living in his kingdom? <laughs> uh, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, right? And we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then, then we'll be saved. Uh, it, it just simply, uh, it's proclaiming. John 3, 16, uh, for, you know, for God so loved the world that whoever, whoever, whoever believes, and, and, <laughs> just think about that, that it just, for whoever believes in God, right? You, you shall not perish, but you have everlasting life. Such an incredible promise that we can rejoice in today. And so today, I want to invite you, if you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity. Uh, I'm going to ask that you bow your heads, that you pray with me right now, um, and then we'll end in a time of worship. Let's pray together.